Welcome to Daily Dose Danny. This is episode 20. Are you struggling with sleeping? Have a lot on your mind? Then this episode is for you. Living your best life every day through the greatest rest and recovery is their mission to bring you wellness products that will transform the way you rest so you can live your most vibrant life. Today I'm talking with Eva and Rashia, I hope I pronounced that correctly, um, sharing their startup story for Revital. So hi ladies and thanks for joining me on the show. Please tell us more about yourselves and your startup story. Thanks for having us. So yes, thank you Danielle. So my name is Eva and I'm based here in Hong Kong and your Rashia is based in Philadelphia, so you'll hear more from her later. Um, we started um, this about two, three years ago. Some crazy idea came around um, that Rashia threw on my plate while I was vacationing in Croatia. But to bring you back, we actually met at a wedding uh, 10 years ago in Bali uh, between two mutual friends. And the moment we met, we just started talking about, you know, what, how we wanted to, you know, have our own business and you know, we were throwing around ideas and we kind of had this like business soulmate connection immediately. Mm -hmm. I think for Shia, that kind of just happened spontaneously. And from this wedding in Bali, we actually all flew to India to the part two of the wedding. And once we got there, we got to spend even more time together. And we were just, you know, generating ideas and talking and we, I went back to Switzerland. I was living in Switzerland at that time. Rashia went back to New York and we just stayed in touch. So we never lived in the same city or we never lived in the same country. Actually, for a little while we did, but for like six months. And we maintained this like a business friendship over the last 10 years. And we initially wrote a business plan together 10 years ago, which we found an investor for. And yeah, it just took really long to make everything happen. And we, when we were about to take the investment, we felt that the idea was already passed. And we were not in, uh, in some kind of a strong connection with the investor. And we actually walked away from it. And uh, we always said, you know what? Maybe one day something else is going to come onto our plate that's going to make more sense that we're going to be able to do. Um, that, that's just going to, like, you know, drive us a little bit more. And then we waited. And it just happened, like, um, I think it was 2018 when uh, Rashia reached out to me. She had already gone through this whole wellness transformation, which she'll tell you about. And she said, you know what? A company in Croatia contacted me. Can you go and meet with them? I know you're on vacation, but I really beg you to go and have a coffee uh, with, with them. And that's what I did. And that's how it kind of all, you know, bloomed from this um, uh, meeting. I think, Rashia, you can take it away from here because you're part of the story. Uh, yes. Important. So I've been uh, in the wellness space for about <sighs> 10 years. Prior to that, it was in fashion and luxury. Uh, I'm an energetic interior designer and I am a crystal healer. And so, you know, part of my own personal journey has been exploring sort of the multitude of facets within the wellness and the well-being space. Um, as Eva said, I was approached by a company that happened to be Croatian that had a crystal technology that they had presented to me in sort of having learned about my my other business and that I was within that space already and I guess thought that I would understand what they were doing and it really just um, 
yeah, it was something that struck me as unique. I'm someone in particular that has always struggled uh, with sleep and, and the quality of it or the quantity of it. Um, and so when they presented to me this crystal technology that had the ability actually to help you sleep better, to help your body recover, um, that was something that was really intriguing. It was something that I had never heard about. And uh, yeah, sent Eva to, to vet them and make sure they were legit. Um, and, and from there, we really started, uh, you know, working on the first proprietary product that we would develop with them. That's amazing. You girls have such an international connection. And I totally know what you mean. Like I've met girls before and I'm like, you're going to make a great business friend, you know, and it's so great to meet people like that, that you're able to just start mm -hmm. ventures with and, and sort of have that business connection. Definitely. So tell me more about this biocrystal technology. Yeah, so the uh, founder happens to be female, which is something that we also uh, really enjoyed. I think wanting to be two women creating a startup. Um, but essentially, it is a blend of 16 different natural crystal stones where their exact ratio and mixture has been tested over nine plus years, um, you know, for its efficacy and its ability to help you sleep better, to help your cells renew, your body recovery. Um, originally, they started testing it on athletes. And so we definitely thought that it was something that could sort of be brought to the broader market um, before us, they were really only incorporating this into mattresses. Um, and we felt that there was definitely a space for having consumer products that, you know, weren't something that you replaced, you know, every 10 years um, and that you could actually use, you know, day to day, whether you're on the go, if you're traveling, if you're at your yoga class, etc. Amazing. Well, we'll definitely come back to deep diving a bit more into the biocrystal technology. But for now, tell me a bit more. You both mentioned you had sleeping problems before. So what what was the, the problem you were trying to solve for yourselves, which then kickstarted the idea for the business you're running? So for me personally, I'm someone that has adrenal fatigue. Um, and so falling asleep is definitely the biggest challenge. My cortisol spikes at night. And so you sort of, you know, get a, a second gear. Um, and uh, I'm someone that my entire life has always required a, a lot of sleep. I used to be a professional ballet dancer. And so, you know, as you can imagine, for your body to recover, it requires quite a bit. Um, but, you know, that former life sort of took a cumulative toll on on my sleep and I guess on my health and my energy levels and so you know for me personally it, it's something that I, I deal with every day I think people tend to sleep with like oh like your sleep's disruptive you wake up you know that sort of thing as being the type of sleep disorders or issues that people have but um, there really are such a, a wide range of them and um, definitely being someone that requires a lot more sleep than maybe the average person to, to sort of be able to function on optimal levels. Um, you know, having products that you can easily integrate into your routine is something that, that definitely helps. 
For me, you know, I was, uh, when I, um, I always slept very well up until I had my second child. And at this moment, I was, I moved from Moscow to Miami to Shanghai all in a very short time frame. I was uh, working uh, in the brand management field at that time. I had meetings at two in the morning when I needed to present budget plans. I was working with all different time zones and I was constantly exhausted. Um, I was very, very tired. I couldn't sleep. Uh, I gained weight because obviously the less you sleep, the, you know, the less energy you have. Uh, we, I started taking melatonin to fall asleep and I was just drowsy. I was drowsy all the time. The melatonin made me tired the next day. It was like a vicious circle and I really didn't know how to get out of it. Um, especially, you know, working in this like corporate global career where you're kind of expected to be on call at any time of the day. And I really didn't know there was a natural solution to my problem. I had started experimenting a little bit with crystals from Russia, but I was not using essential oils. I didn't have a sleep routine. I used to zonk myself out with like, you know, scrolling on my phone. And when I met BioCrystal um, and they gave me some samples to try, I really, you know, I brought this thing home and I started sleeping better than I ever did. And that's when I realized the importance uh, uh, you know, just how nature's energy can help you fall asleep better, but also creating a sleep routine. Because, you know, with, with Revital, we also, you know, uh, encourage our consumers and our customers to have like a sleep routine. And that's what I have today with my family. So for me personally, I was like, you know, I'm like, the, I was the prime target, you know, tired mom, young mom, trying to do her job and just, you know, kind of running around in a, in a rat race. Like I, I, for the first time in my life, I was struggling and I didn't know how to sleep better. So fast forward three years later, I would say in the last year and a half, I have finally discovered the sleep that I used to have before. It took me a while to get there. And that's something to know that just because you're having sleep issues, you won't start sleeping well immediately. It may take you like a few weeks or months to come back to like a routine that actually you know, works for you. So that was, you know, it was really a personal story for both of us. And that's why I think we had a lot of passion behind it, you know, to really say, like, you know, how can we change people's lives through sleep and better rest and recovery? Because if, if you're not sleeping well, you know that every other aspect of your life is, is, is misaligned. It doesn't matter what vitamins you take, whatever else you try to do, the lack of sleep can really damage your health. So um, we took it personally uh, to to really, you know, you know, drive that mission. Yeah, I think that's so important. That if we you don't creating, yourself yeah. understand the struggle and the need and the how your product is solving that, it's really hard to sell it if you don't yourself understand it. So I think it's really important for people that do start their businesses to to be so passionate and and be so, such a strong advocate for their own product or business, which you girls obviously are because you you yourselves have struggled with sleep and and you know now what routines work and what products work because you've tried it for yourself as well. Definitely tried everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. So, um, so take us through yeah. the highs and lows of starting your own business. Everyone knows it's not an easy task. What helped you girls get through it? Oh my God, I would say, God, when we started this, we initially thought, okay, in like six months, we're going to have a brand. <laughs> it took us like two and a half years, right? I mean, to, to actually get uh, the brand launched. Um, first of all, you know, when we just told our partners via Crystal that we want to make a sleep mask, they couldn't even imagine how to make an insert. And we knew this insert couldn't be washed. And we went through all of the 
complications that we saw it in, do we insert it? Uh, then creating the right sleep mask that was adjustable, that was comfortable because we right away wanted it to be unisex. So we went back and forth. I mean, I think 18 months on the insert that you finally that we finally have today and the actual sleep mask itself. We, I think we went two years till we found the right supplier who could execute our vision. Uh, so that was really a struggle. And it was, you know, it was it was hard at some moments to keep motivated that we're actually going to, you know, you know, birth this business at some point because there was moments when we really felt like, oh, you know, are we crazy? What are we doing? Is this even going to happen? And then finally, when we had the product ready, as you know, the pandemic happened because we launched only May 2020. So <laughs> it didn't get any easier. You know, we had to really keep like keep ourselves motivated, motivated and say, no, you're not crazy to launch in the pandemic. And we just said, you know what, let's just go and do it. We have to try and we just have to take the product out there. Um, so that was, you know, the, the initial part was, you know, definitely very challenging. And, you know, it's gotten a little bit easier, but being, you know, a small business during the pandemic based in two different locations, you know, it has really uh, uh, forced us to read, kind of rethink the way we work together. So we had to get into all the technologies, you know, we use in Zoom and uh, Google Meets and WeChat and WhatsApp and and Google Google Docs and Dropbox. There's like mm-hmm. Trello. I don't know what we're not using right at this point. So we're utilizing all the different things, you know, that we can to keep our business on track. And, um, and also with our suppliers, it's been difficult not to be able to go and meet them and uh, develop some of the new products we had in mind and uh, develop certain regions, you know, that we wanted to, you know, reach out to. So um, we had, you know, the pandemic working as started through the pandemic has definitely been one of the most challenging roles we have had in our careers. Uh, that's yeah, fun. I can imagine. I feel like you, because you're not able to visit uh, the manufacturers. Uh, are manufacturing most of your products? So our oils are all coming from Croatia. Um, and then the inserts, all the crystal pads and uh, the inserts are coming from Croatia. Um, our sl- uh, sleep masks and all the silk is coming from Suzhou in China. And um, our biodegradable packaging, um, it depends. But uh, some of it is coming from uh, China. Some of it is coming from the U.S., uh, um, depending on what we're ordering from who. Uh, what we really, you know, wanted to work on developing more was certain products with, you know, the beer crystal mixture and expanding our line of, um, of uh, essential oils and different blends. And that's something that's almost impossible to do, um, you know, via FedEx where you're sending samples back and forth. You really need to sit down and, you know, talk to our sun therapist that develops blends for us, uh, see the manufacturers that make the BioCrystal products, how can we implement and what we can do with it. Um, and those are things, some of those things are, are put on hold, but we're a little quite optimistic that 2021, at least in Q3, Q4, we'll be able to, to travel and, and get some of those things rolling. Yeah, I hope you're right. I think a lot of us are, <laughs> are eagerly awaiting for the year to get normal again. But yeah, for sure, I think towards Q3 even maybe. But I mean, it's amazing that you girls have obviously adapted as everyone else has to keep the business going during such difficult times and, mm-hmm. and actually flourish and do well. Because I think um, right now, self-care and, and just considering your sleeping patterns and your healthy sort of lifestyle balance is such an important topic. 
Um, so I think yeah, I mean it, mm. it created a unique opportunity, certainly because I think immediately the need for quality sleep was magnified for people, right? Like having their life uprooted, having their work routine changed, being at home 24-7, you know, even with the slowing down, I think a lot of people really realized that they had sleep issues that they maybe weren't aware of or that they were sort of, you know, heightened because of, of this particular time. So, you know, I think it also created its unique opportunities, I guess you could say, in that possibly more people, you know, were open to our products, um, you know, than, than maybe before. And, you know, the result of that, I think, is, is we sort of were able to set out reaching, you know, a slightly possible broader demographic than maybe we would have originally being a little bit more targeted on, like, let's say just travelers, you know, that's a market we had to totally put aside because, um, you know, it obviously isn't relevant right now. Yeah, totally. So which, which were, I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of people were targeting travelers and I was like, oh, they won't be travelers for a while. So we better remarket our entire strategy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah right. So um, Definitely. tell me a bit some of your own personal favorite products that you have. Um, and tell us more about any of the other products that you think your customers love the most. Um, I'm personally obsessed with crystals. Um, I've never <laughs> particularly used the sleeping mask, but I'm open to hear what you girls think. Um, and then any other sort of benefits that you think your products really offer that people have actually highlighted, like your customers have actually like pointed out to you as well. So to talk about crystals at first, you know, and, and why they're in our project, our products, essentially, you know, crystals are of nature and they hold energy based on how they were created by the earth, the different mineral compositions of them. And that's unique to each particular stone. And so when you talk about energy and you talk about sleep, and crystals, there's essentially a resonance that happens. And crystals can be used for many different things, not just sleep, um, you know, which is why this blend of 16 in particular were created for that, you know, but they can be used for a range of things as well. And so for us, sort of first and foremost, it was really about sort of natural solutions harnessing the energy of nature, you know, whether it's in crystals or whether it's, you know, from the herbs or plants that our essential oils are derived from um, and really, you know, sort of shaking up the sleep market when it comes to that, because I think we're sort of conditioned to think, oh, you know, we need to be prescribed pills or, you know, you need to be uh, using X sort of gadget. And so, we really wanted to create natural solutions, you know, that could not only support your sleep, but also, you know, support your, your health and, and your well-being. Um, and when it comes to, you know, each, our favorite products, I think it's hard. I, I know that we both sleep with our entire product line. Um, and, you know, I, I really feel like the trifecta from, you know, the sleep mask, having it in your pillow, having it under your body in particular, which is really special, 
um, is what sort of maximizes the impact. And, and so I think, you know, if you're looking at someone and, and sort of the solutions, you can sort of start one place and then obviously dial up and, and enhance your, your sleep experience. And so, you know, I think it's about creating solutions that are easy for people to use, that are easy for them to integrate. Um, you know, unfortunately, all of the products are lightweight. Um, you can pack them in your bag, you can take them with you, you can, you know, move them around as you need to. And so I think, you know, also making it easy um, to use, you know, makes people really excited about using them. And then when they ultimately do try them, and they really feel the difference rather quickly, um, that's something that that is really special. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I guess it's a, a process and it depends on what your sleep struggles are. So for someone like me, I don't particularly struggle to sleep, but I do love the idea of crystals. <laughs> and I love, <laughs> I love the idea of having like, a, a, I think, a scent that helps me calm down or helps get me relaxed. What, what is something that you would advise for someone like me that doesn't particularly struggle to sleep? But I want sort of that calming aspect. Sure. Well, I would say definitely starting with the sleep mask because obviously, you know, you're getting crystals, you're getting the light blocking qualities. All of the silk on our products is is naturally dyed. And, um, and so you also have that trust that what you're putting on your skin is, is good as well. And so, you know, silk obviously has its, its beauty benefits. But I think, you know, we're sort of amplifying it even more, you know, with the crystals that then will help you. And then obviously, um, you know, when you have light being able to be blocked when you're trying to sleep, ultimately you get a, a more sound sleep, you know, that's not disrupted. So I think I would start there. And then our, our release uh, blend in particular was created to sort of start, start to set the stage for your, for your sleep experience. And so, it, you know, it's meant to be a, a really tranquil scent. It does have notes of lavender, um, but there also are, are lots of other scents mixed within it as well. And so I think using essential oils as, as a sensory cue for your sleep process, for your nighttime routine, um, you know, is something that you can su support while you're, while you're winding down and you'll find, you know, will also enhance your experience, even if you aren't sort of having specific targeted issues. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great idea. I know one of my friends recently gave me an oil for my birthday and she was like, oh, if you put a few drops behind your ear or something, it will, it will help you relax. So what are some of your mm -hmm. thoughts on the essential oils that you guys offer? Um, which are some of your favorites? What collections of oils do you have um, in your products? Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so I'll just start real quick with, so our release blend comes in a roll-on. That is the only one that is meant to be directly applied to skin. It's been diluted. I just want to mention that because oftentimes people that aren't familiar with uh, essential oils, you know, think that they can just take a pure essential oil and apply it to your skin. And that's actually not recommended. So you know, this has, has carrier oils within it so that it is skin safe. It's also in a roll on so that it's easy to put on. And then separate from that are, 
our other uh, essential oils are, are really meant for diffusers um, or for adding into the bath or somewhere else where it's going to be diluted in water. And Eva can talk a little bit more about how to use the, the different ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I prefer to use the release blend in my shower. So if you are not struggling with sleep or you want some sensory experience, just put a few drops on it in your shower at night and it will just, you know, set the stage for the most wonderful sleep. Um, so our oils, like we were inspired, actually, I think it's quite a nice story how we came in adding the essential oils into, the, into our business, into our line. We initially just wanted to do the sleep mask. And when Rashia came to visit me in Croatia for the first time, she said, you know what? Like, and I was usually buying my essential oils there and bringing them home. She said, you know, this is a country of essential oils. She's like, look at the climate. Look at there's no pollution. And the Adriatic Sea is one of the cleanest in the world. She's like, why are we not meeting, you know, essential oil suppliers? And we went out there and we uh, met with, you know, different suppliers. And we ended up narrowing down to working with family distilleries that, you know, harvest and distill their own oils. So our oils are fully traceable from harvesting to, to bottling. And, you know, the story that they had, they had behind, you know, uh, the reasons why they started their business. And these are female founded companies, women that have read, left big corporate careers to go and, um, you know, harvest their family land and, you know, really, you know, bring uh, creation wellness uh, to a new stage were very inspiring. And uh, the release blend, you know, was definitely something unique because most of the, it's, so it's a Mediterranean blend. You know, some people will tell you it smells like an island in Croatia called Hvar, where you have a lot of lavender that grows, uh, lavender that grows. And most of the blends out there um, today on the market, when we, you know, look at some research, were not inspired by the Mediterranean. So that was like something that we really wanted, you know, to have some, a, a different offering. And when we had, you know, we got a quite a nice, you know, um, we'll say reception to the oils that we decided to expand our line um, of single collection of organic oils. And it was really, you know, also from a business perspective, we knew that, you know, our sleep mask will last you a couple of years. It's not a sleep mask that you're going to need to replace because since it's adjustable, it can last you a really long time. We thought, you know what, we need to offer something else. Our customers can come back. You know, keep on enjoying their revital experience. And then these organic uh, single oils that were added, so lavender, rosemary, peppermint, and clary sage, you know, really allowed us to um, expand that. Um, and um, so for me, my favorite oil is actually, well, I use them differently. So like rosemary, I use in my hair, you know, every day when I, you know, when I uh, um, um, shampoo my hair, like I, I'll add in a few drops. So I use peppermint while I'm working. Uh, I'll put sage in my uh, laundry, you know, like a few drops into a, into a laundry um, laundry machine. So I have different uses for it. And I think, you know, the most important, like Rashia says, is to be careful when you're applying it to, to yourself, but around the houses, many different ways you can incorporate our essential oils into your, um, you know, everyday, um, uh, life. Um, yeah, and all our oils are EcoCert. And one important thing is that we really wanted to do, you know, uh, was they, they're tested for consumer safety, by EU standards. So a lot of the oils even here in Hong Kong on the market have not been tested. There is no, you know, safety procedures uh, behind it. And Europe for that is really, really good. They have very strict standards. So we are, 
you know, um, kind of double checking that anything that we're telling you to put on your skin, that you're not going to have any allergic reaction behind it, that it's been tested for your safety. So that's really, you know, uh, I mean, that's really it on the oils. I don't know if you wanted to add anything, if you had any other questions, Danielle. No, I think I'm good. I mean, I, you know, as I mentioned, tend to use them in the bath. I tend to use them, you know, in a diffuser to scent your space. Obviously, as an interior designer, for me, a sensory experience is equally as important as a, a decorative or aesthetic one. And so, you know, you can use essential oils throughout the day to really sort of shift your energy, change your mood, um, and, and different things like that. Yeah, I think you girls gave some really good tips there on how to better use oils. I never even thought of putting it in the, the washing washing machine and like <laughs> I feel like I just got so many good ideas I need to go buy some oils now <laughs> you have some tips on our website so for every oil we give you some tips of what you can do with it and how we're using it but for example you know my daughter she puts her roll on on her feet and on her wrists every night and she says she cannot fall asleep until she doesn't she no, has them limp so you can even do yeah, all on is not all over the body your wrist, so yeah, you can get creative with that too <laughs> are also gonna take it in that way as well that's amazing and also a very good point you made on um in interior design or like um sense of smell being so much part of an experience where mm-hmm. i remember sometimes you can walk in the street and just get a, a smell of a, a scent or a perfume yeah. and it just takes you back to a memory or a uh, an experience or a feeling so I think we we often neglect that but it is such a big part of how we experience things absolutely it creates it's a cumulative sort of imprint uh, in our memory and so especially absolutely. when you're talking about sleep your body's going to recognize that as as a trigger you know or as a cue that you know okay it's time to to transition that's such a good idea. So what, what scents or oils do you recommend for the bedroom then if you do have a diffuser? Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously our blend is great for that. The lavender, those would definitely be, you know, of what we have right available right now. The ones that are sort of more geared towards sleep. Rosemary, uh, as Eva said, is great in the morning. It sort of awakens the senses, stimulate them. Uh, peppermint is great because it's it's a pick me up so you can sort of use that you know throughout the day or when you're wanting to reach for like your your 4 p.m coffee um and i particularly use sage as a, a cleansing scent obviously traditionally sage in its dried form is is used to uh in ceremonies and indigenous ceremonies and and to clear energy and to move energy in spaces. And so I tend to use the sage in that way um, within my home. Hmm, very good idea. Yeah, I, I definitely need to go shopping on your website <laughs> right after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. And that's great to know you girls have some tips on the website as well. I think a lot of people always need these guides because we don't always sit with the information. So it's great when people actually provide that on their website because it becomes part of a, a sales experience or like, you know, just getting some ideas on how to use the products um, is always super helpful. Um, so Eva, you mentioned you lived in so many different countries. Um, tell us a bit more your favorite country where you sleep the best. <laughs> 
um, some of your favorite countries for any other reason um, and where do you find it most relaxing or where yeah. is home? Yeah, I actually you? realized at the beginning of the conversation that I didn't tell you I was Croatian because we talked a lot about Croatia. <laughs> so that's the link, you know, why we keep on talking about it. But um, actually, for home for me is in Croatia and on an island um, called Korčula. Uh, that is just magnificent and uh, you know when I'm there I sleep under the stars with the sound of the of the sea and it's a place where you know life just moves a little bit slower it's all about slow living we smell the figs we smell the lavender we we, you know you you take time it's just a different lifestyle so that's definitely my favorite place in the world but um, I definitely you know love living Paris is a, an amazing city. Moscow is also, or Moscow and Russia was uh, very, you know, soulful. And Hong Kong is just vibes on a completely different level. I never lived in a city that had the vibration of Hong Kong. And what I love about Hong Kong is that everyone here, including yourself, Danielle, is um, so many women are out there creating their startups and encouraging each other to follow their entrepreneurial dreams. And I have never met so many people as I did in Hong Kong that are on this path. And uh, I think there's this, there's this overall ease of doing business, but there's also this major connection happening between people where we all want to help each other out and, you know, to get to our goals and, you know, uh, to share information and to connect. And that is, um, that is quite, uh, you see, unique uh, to uh, Hong Kong. And, uh, I've been only living here for a year and a half. I moved here from Shanghai, and I mean, I loved every minute of it. So it's been um, an amazing, um, amazing journey for me. Yeah, in Hong Kong. so I, I personally love Hong Kong as well. Before Hong Kong, I lived in Korea, but <laughs> I love, I like you say, the the vibe, the energy, the entrepreneurial spirit, the support. Um, it's definitely a very fun, mm-hmm. vibrant city. It's very different now, obviously, but um, I think slowly. Yeah. The energy is coming back um, in waves as the restrictions get lifted. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, great. So, okay, let's go back to the business. So you told me that initially you guys started and obviously which were your core markets that you were planning to launch in? And then tell us a bit more about how you expanded into international waters um, how did you handle the shipping? How did you handle all the headaches? Um, any tips for other women out there trying to go outside of their local scope into more international waters with their products? Yes, I think, you know, for us, we had the added advantage of being already in two different locations. So with Rishi in Philadelphia and myself here, we initially said, okay, you know what? Let's just start, you know, with shipping in both locations. And our website is Posted through Shopify, and honestly, Shopify is wonderful. That you can just you do anything through additional apps. So setting up shipping for Hong Kong and US was actually quite easy. I mean, literally took half an hour to do that. So um, that that's the advantage we have. You know, we have many disadvantages not being the same place, but for. Or when it comes to shipping and reaching other markets, it's definitely um, an advantage. Uh, we then started expanding into Canada. So Canada, we do cross-border shipping. Um, however, now we're looking for somebody to start shipping for us locally within Canada because Canada is actually a quite, a, quite an important market for us where we have 
a strong customer base. And uh, as you know, during the pandemic, it was very difficult initially to start shipping to Europe or some of the other regions that were interested because there was no planes, as you know, there was, you know, DHL and FedEx were charging a fortune for the smallest package. But that has kind of seemed to stabilize in the last two, three months. So we are now, you know, shipping um, Great. Uh, even and, to um, Singapore can you and tell me which were some of the countries and, you found uh, Europe the most difficult likely. to ship to you with rules and regulations for your product? We actually really haven't had any uh, issues, I guess. You know, I think we were sort of conservative about, okay, let's start U.S. Hong Kong. You know, then we sort of, okay, do we have the manageability to explore Canada? Then obviously looking, you know, okay, branching out from Hong Kong, you know, what sort of other areas within Asia are, are feasible um, and, and then sort of layering Europe into that. I think for us, it was a little bit, you know, of, of trial and error of a test, like, you know, deciding like, you know, if we're shipping Europe, where makes the most sense to ship from, you know, is it Hong Kong? Is it the U S where is it going to get there faster? That sort of thing. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> as Eva mentioned, the world has been dealing with shipping challenges over the past year. So we certainly weren't, um, unique in that, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think we just sort of incrementally started testing it and, and, and then also sort of from our, our customers sort of were exploring where were, were their requests where people wanted us to ship and then sort of, you know, I guess worked it out from there. Yeah, I guess um, that's the best way to go about it, right, is see if there is a market for you, um, connect with the, the local audiences, and then go from there and, and start in small increments where you can. Yeah, I think because both of, you know, Eva's lived all over the world. I have traveled extensively and or have friends that live, you know, sort of in various places. And so, um, you know, that sort of gave us a foundation for, you know, sort of what, cities etc we would maybe start to explore and be you know whether it's testing shipping to friends first um you know before you're actually dealing with customers and, and <laughs> sort of moving and growing from there yeah i think that's the best way it really helps to have a network in different cities and, and sort of get the sentiment and feedback from friends is obviously super helpful it helps you break the ice into new markets yeah, as far you know, as far as marketing, we we definitely, you know, have really sort of focused our energies on sort of the U.S. and Hong Kong. But then, sort of by way of that, it, you know, it's like who gets gets wind of your product and then and then wants it also. Yeah, have you have you guys done much collaborations to help with market launches, or you haven't done much collaboration with other KOLs or partners or? Uh, we've done so, I mean, fortunately I had been within, in the wellness space for quite some time. So, you know, I brought some wholesale relationships, you know, to the table right off the bat. Um, you know, I, you know, when we're talking about sort of this time and having to shift things, definitely we thought, you know, wholesale or our original plan, I should say, was to make wholesale a larger part of the business and then by nature of launching in the pandemic and stores being closed, you know, we realized that we sort of had to focus a little bit more on direct to consumer and that that side of the business was going to come a little bit more slowly. 
Um, but I think it was helpful that I, you know, had been within the space. I, I had relationships. I'm a resident healer at the Four Seasons Hotels and sell my other brand to uh, quite a few beauty retailers and spas and things like that. And, and so it was great that they were open to um, exploring with Revital as well. We, we have done a product collaboration across uh, both of my brands, which, um, you know, is great because I think it, it helps it reach a, a broader audience. And, uh, and then we have done a couple uh, smaller brand collaborations as well. That's great. Mm. Yeah, we, yeah, well, your question for influencers, we have reached out to influencers, but, you know, for us, the struggle has been we are self-funded and uh, we have been doing all of this from our own funds. So we had, we haven't, don't have a big marketing budget. So we have been, you know, we have to get very creative on how to raise a brand awareness without paying influencers. So we did gift and, um, you know, we had a lot of, you know, influencers who were willing to, to share and work with us just on the gifting basis. But as you know, that's not the norm. You know, most of them are asking for um, quite a, a large sum of money to, to promote the brand. So we haven't really done major KOL collaborations. As of yeah, I, I think it always depends. Sure, a lot of KOL can ask for money. But if you go for a lower tier and you go rather for higher engagement, gifting can work really well as a strategy if you don't have money. And yeah. if you're transparent as a brand and people are excited about crystals and yeah. oils, then they're happily post about you. Yeah. So you I know, guess it's about finding the right people. Totally. You know, I think for us also, because of when we launched yeah, it's true, and, it's true. And with the climate and everything that was going on in the U.S. with BLM and things like like that you know and and also in my having another brand you know we were sort of lucky in that we you know found ourselves on you know business to shops list and so you know actually other you know companies helped to sort of get us out there you know elevate us sort of shine light on that you know you know via press via social you know etc so you know that was sort of a, an indirect way, not something that we necessarily expected to happen, but, you know, but that did. And, um, and still from those things, even from the summer, you know, being on other sites also draws people to ours. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think collaborations, whether it be in any form or way, just help you tap into a new pool of new followers, um, that, that can be so useful to, to your brand. Um, I feel like a lot of people end up posting on their own channel and then it's like, well, you've kind of exhausted your own pool. You got to start reaching out to, to really reach new people. And like you say, you've already had such a vast network um, in, in that space that I think that really helped you guys as well. Yeah, that's great advice, Danielle. Yes, we agree yes. with you. We need to reach out so <laughs> to others, and, and that's really what has brought us the success we have. Yeah, I, I personally collaboration. love collaborations. I think the organic way to connect and, and learn and grow together is probably some of the best ways to to grow and and create awareness. Um, so yeah, um, and let's wrap up mm -hmm. with my last question. Um, what were some of the key struggles you girls faced when you started your business? I know a lot of girls say it's about staying motivated and, and keeping going every day. And um, what were some of your key learnings that you had to overcome? 
Well, you know, first and foremost for us, I think working in two different time zones is a challenge. Uh, you know, the day does not stop. Uh, you know, I think there are benefits to that because, you know, someone is paying attention to our business 24 hours a day. Um, you know, but it, it definitely makes for, you know, later nights or earlier mornings and things like that. Um, which, uh, you know, when you have a business about sleep, it seems a little counterproductive. Um, so yeah, you know, sort of juggling that, (laughs) juggling that balance, the fact that, you know, our suppliers are in yet a third time zone. So, uh, you know, just the, you know, overall logistics, I think Eva obviously, you know, mentioned we're we're self-funded and and you know so many of the brands uh that you see launching today uh are are not and you know have you know a, a large amount of financing behind them so i think for us it's it's definitely been um a, a challenge in a different way from in you know maybe even my other business or you know past companies that we've both been involved with and and sort of that learning curve and and being a small team and you know in particular positioning ourselves as as a global brand that that just requires a lot more right of everything so um i think we definitely try to to do as much as we can but i think we you know we also have to be realistic about you know the pace that that we can grow at based on on the materials and that we're working with and and the size of the business right now thanks for joining me girls let's wrap up with the last question today um so tell me more about the ups and downs and the obstacles you ladies faced when starting your business yeah i mean you know i would think to start with, you know, the the major thing that we learned when we started the business is sort of where we are now is that everything takes longer than we thought. <laughs> um, you know, if you know, even just the fact that it took us, you know, more than two years to to really sort of have the product where we wanted to and 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 the marketing and the website and all of those things, but you know every single day there's a, there's a learning curve uh, with something else that you get thrown at, you know, in your business. And I think, you know, in particular, when you, you are a self-funded one, it poses, you know, a lot more challenges. You, you definitely can't do all the things all the time. So really having to be, you know, strategic about um, the things that, you sort of pick and choose, you know, the, the opportunities and, you know, ultimately just having to have a a much greater level of, of patience within the business, I would say is something that even having had my own business for the past seven years, I, I didn't anticipate, um, you know, honestly, just how challenging, uh, this particular one would be in, in being global and reaching a much broader market and, you know, with the constantly changing, evolving ways that you have to be able to react to market to consumers these days, um, it, it, it definitely keeps you on your toes. Yeah, and it doesn't help that we're in two time zones and our suppliers in a third time zone. So we are really working, um, you know, 24 hours a day. 
And, uh, but on the other hand, um, we are always looking at the business. There's always somebody that's there to answer a question, reach out to a customer, um, cause you know, we are a 13 hour time difference. So that's, you know, an advantage, but also a disadvantage uh, at certain moments of the day. So yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. I mean, I think we're not done learning. There's still so much more to learn. It's, we haven't even reached our one year mark and uh, we look forward to all of the different challenges that, you know, and the growth that we're going to go through, uh, this year and, um, you know, every day and every week is a new learning opportunity. Yeah, that's so great. I think you're right. You never stop learning. And I think it's just, you know, part of the journey is, is being patient with yourself and taking time to let your dream grow as you girls have done. Yeah. Um, thank you again so much for joining me today. And I very much look forward to sharing your story and um, yeah, and doing a giveaway later as well. So stay tuned. <laughs>